Amen. Amen. God bless you. you. May be seated. As I said, we're grateful to have Brother and Sister Summers, missionaries to the island nation of Cyprus this evening. And uh, we're glad that it worked out that they could be with us. We seek to have even more missionaries than, than we are able to due to their scheduling and the, the amazing amounts of uh, giving that has happened over the last few years. It doesn't happen as often, so we're always appreciative when we're able to hear the burden firsthand of the missionaries that we invest in each and every month when we give to world missions. Just after getting married, Brother and Sister Summers moved to Savannah, Georgia, and there they assisted Brother and Sister Hodge in the Savannah Church. After serving later, they then went to serve a church in Tennessee, but then were appointed aim workers to Athens, Greece. That's, that's, that's uh, one of the bad places to have to go work, right? I'm sure it was tough, but it spiritually probably was, but, you know, that's, that'd be a nice place to visit. In 2002, but in 2008, God began to lead them to the island nation of Cyprus, as aim workers, and then in 2011, they became full-time appointed missionaries. And is our custom, I've asked them to, uh, as part of their ministry tonight, to present a project uh, specific to the work there in Cyprus. And so they'll do that, and when you leave, there'll be ushers um, at the back that you're able to give towards that project. You can designate it towards the Summers or Cyprus, and it, everything given will go uh, into this project. You're also welcome to give online through World Missions or to give through Sunday as well, and uh, we'll gather it and send it on. Um, but we're grateful to hear what God is doing. When you invest in World Missions, it makes a difference, and we're partnering with men and women who are advancing the cause of the gospel around the world, and we say this often, and I've said this often, but I'm glad to be a part of a church that has a global mission and a heart for global missions. And so we're thankful, and I'm thankful, to be brothers and sisters with people like you. So we want Brother Summers to come take his liberty, and we're going to support them and preach with him tonight. Amen? Praise the Lord, everyone. Truly an honor to be here. Um, my mind goes back when... Uh, uh, a few years when I was in Bible school, Brother Johns was uh, the president of the Bible school that I attended, Jackson College of Ministries, and uh, so it's always an honor to see him and, and visit with him. I'd like to thank him for allowing us to be here, thank the church for allowing us to come and share our burden and our passion about Cyprus with you, amen. Um, I stand here and... Uh, just totally amazed what, I mean, you look at, at us and we say, and you say that we're special and I look back at you and I almost get in tears because you are special to us. Because out of your sacrifice, out of your giving, things like what you're going to see in this video that we're going to show in just a few minutes has been able to happen. Because you partnered with us about five years ago things that you're going to see have taken place. People have received the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
I'm able to work with a Greek Orthodox priest about the truth. And I could go on and on. But I do like to have a special thanks for ladies' memorial or ladies' ministries of what you do. We get a, a appliances, washers, dryers, refrigerators. That is awesome. Because in the Middle East, the refrigerators are like kind of just tall college refrigerators. The freezer section is very small. I don't look like it, but I like ice cream. And with a small college-style freezer, it's just not feasible to have very much ice cream. But since Ladies Memorial, we do the McDonald's thing and we've supersized. <laughs> and I can get ice cream. And it doesn't affect what my wife is putting in there. Thank you so much. Amen. I would like to thank the youth that worked so hard for She's for Christ. You really put wheels to the gospel. We arrived in 2008 as Amers, and we weren't able to uh, receive funds from She's for Christ. And uh, we could not afford a, a, a car for our own, but one of our neighbors that lived above us, she said, well, I have a bicycle. I said, thank you. Do you know how hard it is to carry pizza on a bicycle? I do. And then when you go to witness to somebody, they think that you're not apostolic. Hallelujah. I'll let you figure that one out. But I want to thank you so much for what you do. You actually put wheels to the gospel. And you're a, you're, just what you do allows us to go all the way across the country and do a work for God. Amen. Amen. Would you like to see the video? Just a short six-minute video. Shows you what's happened over the past four years. And just while you're seeing it, think about you were able to do this. You had a part in what happened in Cyprus. Cyprus there was five ladies that was here and they were attending a denominational church 
one was leading worship, one was playing the drums, one was playing the guitar, and two were in the congregation, and one didn't have the Holy Ghost at that time. And as Sister Sheila was leading worship, God spoke to her and asked her if she believed what was being taught in this church. In her heart, she knew that this wasn't what she believed. God spoke to Sister Sheila and said, if you go, I'll go with you. And so she turned around and she handed the microphone to the pastor and she walked away. And when she walked off the platform, the two ladies on the platform went with her and two out of the audience. They left, they didn't have a place to go. The next week they started meeting, little pergola type thing. And they bought their lunch, their Bibles, and um, a little guitar, and they started singing. But unbeknownst to them, in the corner sat a woman who was watching them. And afterwards, she came over and wanted to meet them, and they introduced themselves. And she says, now I want to meet the gentleman that came up behind you, the sixth person. And they told her, "There's it's just the five of us. There's not six. And she says, no, there's six. Because as you prayed, a, a large gentleman walked up and he wrapped his arms around all of you. And as Sister Sheila was telling us this story, she told me, she says, Dad, that was just confirmation for me that God keeps his promises, that we're going to have a church in Cyprus and that he was going to be with us. And we had one gentleman tell us not long ago, he said, there's something different. He said, this is religion, this is tradition, but you are Jesus people. And there's nothing greater in the world to be known as than a Jesus people. So I'm excited, I'm thankful to be a part of what he's doing in this country. I love him with all my heart. These people are precious and they're your brothers and sisters. And I'm excited that to know that one day when we all get to heaven, that there will be Cypriots worshiping with you because of your sacrifice. They struggled for a while in this foreign land. But with those original five, the Lord has blessed immensely. Seeing the harvest come in many different shapes, sizes, and colors. After outgrowing their old building, a new location was secured at one of the busiest intersections in the city of Larnaca. Our original building was a small building that could only hold about 21 chairs. We've had that packed out several times. God has now given us a building that we have 47 chairs in it right now. We have the possibility of not only buying the, the flat that the church is in, but also the complete building, which has three floors. God is moving in such a tremendous way. There's no way we can do this without your help. Please consider helping us in Cyprus. God is going to move in this country.
going to be revival. There's going to be a great revival through the sacrifice and the giving of your church. We ask you to help reach this great harvest. We can only do it together. Thank you, Atlanta West, because you had a part in it. And our project is the building. We are able to purchase the three floors, the whole building, the three floors that are there. It's also built sturdy enough to put two additional floors on top of it. We're excited about it. We're calling it the Field of Priest Evangelism and Training Center. It's a living memorial for our pastor in Murfreesboro. But we're excited to be able to do this. If you would like to give online, you can do that, like um, Pastor Jury said. If you want to, you can even go onto our website or text our name, Summers, to 71777. Text our name, follow the prompts, and you can give that way. The church will get credit for it. Thank you so much for what you do. We're excited about what God's going to do. And... We only acquired this building in August, the apartment, or the flat that we're in. <laughs> My wife went back in March, and I found out that we've already outgrown it. <clears throat> we have 43 people in service, so we need help. <laughs> Amen. God is doing great things. One peculiar thing that I like about Cyprus is missions started in Cyprus. Paul and Barnabas went to Cyprus first. Everything started in Cyprus with missions. And uh, I'm excited to follow in, or fill the, foot, the, the shoes of Paul and Barnabas. Not a very large job, I guess. <clears throat> it's overwhelming, <laughs> to be honest with you. And you think about it. The revival in Cyprus. There's only one church now. We're the only missionaries by the United Pentecostal Church to the country of Cyprus. We're the first missionaries appointed to the country of Cyprus. And we're excited about what God's going to do. Amen. And the only way we can do it is together. Amen. Give yourself a hand clap. Thank you. In Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse number 14, Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse number 14, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. It says, So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and by craftiness in deceitful schemes, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. We need to center our life around Jesus Christ. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which it is equipped, 
when every part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The biggest thing that I see here is that we need to be centered around Jesus Christ. And then we also need to know that we need to work properly. Have you ever been, the t- I, and I'll admit I have, is the type when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you just don't feel too useful? Maybe, if you're not, I need to counsel with you because I have. Sometimes you just feel little, you feel insignificant, you feel like nothing can really happen with you. But I'm telling you, you are important to the kingdom of God. Every individual is important. In fact, uh, my daughters go to a church in Tulsa, Brother Baron Longstress Church, and their theme of the church is, hey, you matter. So for everybody that walks in the door, a new time, a first time guest, it's, hey, you matter. In fact, why don't you look at your neighbor and say, hey, you matter. Because each and every one of us matter to the kingdom of God. I can remember when I was just a small boy. Sometimes it's really hard to think back that far anymore. But I was out in the yard playing. And I began to shake a stop sign. And the neighbor lady came out and she said, would you please stop? (laughs) And being a boy, I just said, you know, I'm going to shake it a little bit harder. I liked the noise, just the clanging and stuff. And she said, no, would you please stop? And I looked at her and she said, you don't understand. Not long ago, there was a boy about your size here doing the same thing. And he didn't realize that the sign had gotten loose. And the bolts had worked its way out of the sign until where the sign fell down and chopped off his little toe. I did the same thing. Oh, goodness. You know, more at that age, I was probably saying, oh, gross. But then she told me, she said, it was so bad that he had to go through therapy to learn how to walk again. But it's just a little toe. It is important for the body to be able to have the small toe for balance. Can we function without the little toe? Oh yeah, we can function without the little toe. We can run, we can jump, we can do everything we need to do. But the thing about it is, it's a whole lot easier to have the balance of that small toe. If you may even feel small, insignificant, just a little toe, you are important. And we need to support each other and let everybody know when you're down, hey, you matter. When you're discouraged, hey, you matter. When you're going through financial problems, hey, you matter. God loves you. You matter to the kingdom of God. See, we have to learn how to support one another. There's a, there's a thing with... Uh, With trees, there's a, the word escapes me, but what happens is they began to rub together, the limbs rub together, and it's called in isolation. When they began to rub together, the wind begins to blow, and all of a sudden the bark begins to wear off until it gets down to the meat of that limb. 
And what happens when it's the same species, sometimes it does happen with various species, but it's usually the same species of tree. They began to fuse together. They fuse together? Yes. And when the wind begins to blow, it's not only just that one tree, but they began to hold each other up. Why? Because they're together. I was raised in South Louisiana, down, way down south. I mean, way down south. Below New Orleans. They don't even talk regular English. Shall <clears throat> they talk like this all the time? They eat them their crawfish and shrimps. But I remember driving around with my parents, and well, I wasn't driving at the time, I was a little kid, but I was riding with them and I would see these huge oak trees, massive trees, limbs enormous. And they were so large that out to the edge, they would actually put up a metal bar to support the limbs of this tree. As you'd go through some of these antebellum homes, they would stand there so proudly, this tree's been around for 500 years. Only to have a little windstorm come through. You know, Louisiana is known for those. <clears throat> they call them hurricanes. <laughs> but they come through every now and then. And what happens is you drive back by that same tree only to find it laid over with the roots exposed. Most trees, if they're about 40 feet high, the root system goes down about 40 feet deep. But can you imagine the wind so strong to blow over this oak tree that's been there 250, 300 years, 400 years? It does it. Why? Because the trees alone, it stands there all by itself. There's no other support structure around it. But when there's a something else there and it begins to rub together and that in isolation begins to take place, not only is it that one tree, but there's the both trees that hold each other up. As we traveled around on deputation, we've gone through Northern California, and they have those, those little trees. You know, not, they're not real big. They only call them redwoods. I mean, they're massive. Has anybody ever been out to the redwoods? They are enormous. Some of them are as high as 377 feet high. Some of them are estimated over 2,000 years old. Put it in perspective, Jesus was on the planet when this tree was a seedling. You start thinking about this. This tree's been around for 2,000 years. And it's still standing straight. Well, maybe the wind's not too strong there. Well, the wind comes off the Pacific Ocean almost as strong as a hurricane. And those trees are just waving back and forth. What causes them to hold up? What causes them to stand? Well, the root structure, first thing you think about. But the redwoods have very shallow root structures. Between five and six feet deep. 377 feet high. Only five to six feet deep on roots. Well, maybe they go out a long way. Well, they only average out about 100 feet from the, from the trunk. Still not a lot. 
the oak tree went out that far. But what happens, <clears throat> the same thing that happens in the top of the tree happens down in the bottom of the tree because the roots began to intertwine and they began to fuse with each other and they began to support one another. They even fuse together. So not actually is it now one tree standing by itself. It's the whole forest holding each other up. It amazes me. Now from 100 feet out, it almost goes miles. When the wind begins to blow, it's not blowing on one tree. It's blowing on the whole forest. Why? Because it cares one for another. The body of Christ needs to learn to care one for another. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19, it says, Now therefore you are no more strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God, and are built upon a foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building is fitly framed together, groweth into a holy temple unto, unto the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Fitly framed together. I remember in Cyprus, my daughter and I would put puzzles together, and we'd get pretty warm there. So we'd hook up the fan. You know, when, you're, when, it, when I'm saying warm, the summers can get as high as 125 to 130 degrees. It doesn't stay that hot every day. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but it does get warm. So you stay inside and you try to find things to do. So we'd set up a fan. And if you set the fan up just right, it would blow pieces of the puzzle all over the place. I mean, all over. The, I'd have puzzles in my shoes. They'd be in the dog's dish. They were everywhere. But when you began to put the pieces together, the wind would not disturb the puzzle. I'm here today to tell you that everybody has storms in their life. Everybody has those hurricane moments that if you try to stand alone, you're going to get blown over. You're not going to be able to stand, even though you may have roots, even though you've lived for God for years, sometimes those trials begin to get so hard that you can't stand. But when you are linked together, something begins to happen. As a body, Atlanta West, you link together to help each other. As a body, United Pentecostal Church International, we link together. We fuse together. Missions, is that's exactly what missions is. is because you help us spread the gospel around the world. The sphere of influence is large. <clears throat> I 
In Acts 1 and 8, it says we're going to be witnesses when the Holy Ghost comes upon us. And we're going to receive power. That power, I believe, also gets to the point of us being able to help each other. Amen? It says we're going to be witnesses into Jerusalem. When I was a young boy, my pastor at that time told me, he said, you can take this verse and you said that you're going to be witnesses. And as a witness, you witness in the town that you're in. And the sphere of influence is only as big as your link. You, by yourself. And that Jerusalem is your town. Well, in all Judea, it's like your county. Well, your sphere of influence just increased a little bit. As you link with one another and you begin to bond with each other, your sphere of influence begins to increase. Well, the scripture also says that you're going to be witnesses into Samaria. And that's what you can even call Georgia. Your sphere of influence increases. But the scripture doesn't stop there. The scripture says that you're going to be witnesses to the uttermost part of the earth. Your sphere of influence has increased to something a lot greater. Pastor Jerry, could you come help me for just a second? Now, when that wind begins to blow, Pastor, everybody that we link with is helping us. Now, we're, like I said, we're the only missionaries in Cyprus. Sometimes that storm begins to blow, and I'm saying, God, where am I going? But I feel a tug on the other end saying, no, 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 no. Don't you dare fall. We need you. But it also goes the other way because you know something? When the wind goes, starts blowing on that side, I'm over here going, oh, no, no. We need you. We need you. You don't know how important it is to link up with somebody and become a partner. Maybe it's that in isolation where your limbs began to bond together and you can say, it doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter the storms that blow my way. I have somebody that I know I can trust. And I know that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. We're based on the same foundation. And I know it doesn't matter because in isolation has taken place. And when the storm begins to blow, I'm right here and he's going to hold me up. So whenever a storm blows your way, don't try to go and say, I can handle this on my own. Let somebody be support to you. Now you have to understand that when the wind blows and all I have is one support, there's a lot of movement on this end. But when you begin to support with another one linking in, there's no way I'm not moving as much 
Because the more support I get, the sturdier, the stronger I am, just like the redwood tree. It, because they grow in groves, and it's going against the whole forest, not just by yourself. Not just by yourself. It's important to be linked together. Encourage each other. Be strong with one another. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Thank you so much. Why don't you just kind of go up beside somebody and say, I want you to be my partner. I want you to be my prayer partner. I want you to be somebody that encourages me. I want to be linked with you no matter what storm comes my way. I want to know that our foundation is based on the same thing. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. And after that, no matter what storm comes, hallelujah. Why don't we pray for one another right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, God. We praise your name, Jesus. Help us to be linked with one another. Help us to encourage one another. Help us to let us know, God. Let us know, Jesus, that you're here. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you just come on down to the altar area? Hallelujah. Come on down to the altar area. Make it something special today. Knowing that you're coming together. the one next to you. You don't know what they're going through. I don't know what Jason's gone through today. I don't know if maybe today at work he got chewed out from some irate boss. Maybe, you know, too much sugar in his Wheaties. I don't know. But just to say, hey, look, you matter. You matter. You matter to the kingdom of God. You matter to me. If we don't realize that you matter, we almost look at Jesus and say, why in the world did he even die on the cross? Because he did it because you matter. We should have the heart of God. Every individual, every person, they matter. We have our countries divided. sides
I know every single person on either side of that country matters to God. There's animosity between each one of them. And I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I not only want to have a church on the on the, the Greek Orthodox side, I want to go on to the other side. And, and I've been on the other side and I've had Bible studies with, the, with some college students. And the story can be told that I've ended up doing a Bible study in the courtyard of a mosque. Because they were hungry. You don't know what that person next to you has faced. When you go into Starbucks or Gloria Jeans or go to get coffee, you don't know what that guy in front of you has faced. What his situation is. But he matters to God. And he should matter to you.